Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 83 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, and we are back for another edition of the Owners Club Strategy Show, a Thanksgiving edition, an early afternoon edition. A lot of things going on today. We've got a big announcement coming up in about five minutes here. As always, we've got Justin and Bach joining me today. Justin, fresh off the wedding, fresh off the bachelor party. It's been you know, it, it was a it was a fun two weeks. Don't get me wrong, but it's been kind of nice to just be back to a little bit of normal life the past two or three days. You feeling the same way? Oh my gosh, I was exhausted. It was fantastic and all the memories. But um, yeah, ending it at three a.m. at anyone that's been to Clearwater, Florida area, a place called Shepherds, which was like an outdoor club. Uh, the wife wore her dress there. Like it was place i probably never going to go again but it was amazing at the time it was fun um and uh that music that beat that coop puts in like it's always pumping the blood but when you know there's a big announcement coming in like three minutes i'm ready ready bach how we doing looks like you are still traveling the world given that you are not in your typical location what's uh how we doing today yeah you know out with the wife's family in new mexico for the holiday so that's fun um and just so pumped. Huge weekend of football. Obviously, go Buckeyes, right? Uh, get to take down Michigan again this week. It's become an annual tradition at this point. Um, but between Thanksgiving and, like, I mean, good luck to everyone trying to figure out how to watch football and, like, buy cards on the TOC Marketplace and still keep your family happy. Um, yeah, you know, Thanksgiving Day, and then we've got the huge of college football weekend and then we just go to the normal NFL slate on Sunday, which is still going to be a blast. So what a week. Thankfully, giving thanks. Thankfully, there's such a great mobile experience. You can kind of sneak in some marketplace action while watching the games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, Thanksgiving is the classic. Like, yeah, I'm around my family, but I'm, I'm secretly sweating all of these lineups that I have going on. So always, always a good time. And, uh, yeah. So I think that's kind of where, where we're at here. We've got in two minutes across the, the, the channels, the announcement's going to be coming out, some exciting stuff, and uh, really looking forward to it. How, how are you guys thinking about the slate tomorrow in the three games that we have? We've got the Lions and the Bears. We've got the Raiders and the Cowboys. And then we have the Bills and the Saints. TJ, how are we feeling about the slate overall? TJ, we can give the people in chat a minute or two-minute Ooh. heads up than the rest. Come on. We can do they it. came to the show. We don't need to talk football for the next two minutes just to delay it. so it syncs up with the email, the Discord, and the Twitter. Let's do it. Give the all people right. so we've got three things. a heads up. We've got three things that, that we have to announce here, all right? The first thing is withdrawals. So withdrawals will become available starting this Friday. All right, so starting Friday, you'll be able to go in on the site. You'll be able to fill out a form to request a withdrawal via PayPal, we are then going to be processing withdrawals on a weekly basis every Wednesday. So every Wednesday, withdrawals will be processed. It will then take, we should take between like 48 to 72 hours to process that. That will happen on the PayPal side. So good news on the withdrawals front. And then on the, the second front, we are going to be having a Black Friday special sale beginning tomorrow at noon Eastern and running for 48 hours through Saturday at noon Eastern. So this is going to be sales for the purchases directly from the TOC website. If you buy four cards, you get two cards free. So essentially getting six cards for the, the price of a pack since no more packs are available. And remember that each of these cards that you purchase, you will get an entry onto the wheel for the VIP trip to Miami. So buy four cards, you get six cards and you get four entries onto the wheel again this begins noon tomorrow and then probably the the most exciting part here you know we know that people are pumped for the playoffs and we are, are pumped as well we don't want the owners club season to end in week 17 with the online final with the live final so we are going to be running our biggest contest yet during the playoffs one hundred thousand dollars in prizes i do not have a graphic for this yet because this is just the teaser announcement but it's going to be 100k 300 places are going to pay out there's going to be 20k up top to the first prize it's going to start at the beginning of the playoffs run through the entire thing it's also going to be a new extended roster format so you're going to need more than five cards in order to enter this tournament 
more details are going to be coming out about this next week, but uh, definitely would start preparing accordingly because lots, lots up for grabs as we approach NFL playoff season. I'm so pumped. I don't know if we're going to be able to do this every year. Uh, I am shocked that uh, we were able to pull this off a hundred thousand dollars, the biggest one. It, it's, it's huge. And uh, yeah, not only do we have that $20,000 to first place, which is the largest, you know, a top payout we have had yet. Um, and you don't have to qualify for it. There's no, Oh, you had to do X during the regular season. It's just, you've got cards you're in. Still got those three entries, got some deeper lineups because so many people have so many cards, gives a little differentiation as well. And I mean, Puck, I know like the past like three or four years that we've had various playoff contests, not to a C, but like other fantasy stuff, it's been the most fun, exciting part of the fantasy football season because the level of strategy that goes in where these lock right when the playoffs start and that's your team through the playoffs, through the Super Bowl. So you get all those strategy elements of not only are you choosing the position groups, but also which teams you think are going to advance, how you build your teams so that um, so that there's like correlation. Like, obviously, you're not going to want to only pick people from maybe one conference, because then if they lose out, like, you know, there's a lot of strategy elements here. I am pumped. Uh, I think this is going to be so fun. Yeah. And, you know, we see this. We saw this like last year. Justin, I know you and I both did a lot of underdog best ball started drafting that in like week 16 17 that's the other element of this that is so fun right like i guarantee there are teams out there in the marketplace right now that you probably wouldn't play in a normal week but that have a really good chance of making the playoffs and that, that are not that expensive and so hey maybe you don't have a ton of cards you want to play the playoffs you go take a chance on three or four of those 50 50 to make the play to play make the playoff teams and now you've got some lineups and you never know who's going to make a run in the playoffs. And, you know, you build a little bit of game theory correlation there. It's just there's so much strategy, both in the weeks leading up to that contest locking. And then once all the playoff teams are actually finalized and how you figure out, do I play the teams that are playing the wild card game and get an extra game? Do I play the teams that aren't playing the wild card game but have a higher chance? Like, there's so many ways to attack it and there's so much strategic value. And I mean, you know, that's what we love here, right? Is like, there's four different ways to build a strategy to go play this game. And there's not, not one way you need to win. So super pumped for it. Yes. Yes. Exciting times. So we're going to be coming out with more information on the exact format, exactly what the roster construction will look like. Um, uh, seeing the question, still only one joker. Those are the types of things that will be coming out. But yeah, yes, only one joker. We can we can definitely talk about that now. Three max entry. And yeah, should be should be a fun one. And yeah, I don't know. Anything else to add on, on it, Justin? I think we covered all the, the stuff. I think now, it's, we'll have more details coming, but we just wanted to make sure that we uh had that announcement as early as possible as well. So then before the cards, the singles potentially sell out during the sale. It gives everyone the opportunity for if they did want to take advantage of the sale to get more cards to you know improve their chances with that playoff aspect, get that opportunity. And come hang with us in Miami. Yeah. All right. I'm down. Absolutely. I'm down in South Florida right now. I've got contract papers over there that I'm signing to to lock in our Sunday event venue as well as our welcome party. Woof. It's fun. Good deal. So there it is. And again, let me let me do a little refresher here on the sale that begins tomorrow at noon, so 24 hours from now. And uh, yeah, buy four, get two free, and get your name on the wheel, and uh, maybe pull some Thanksgiving cards and see how they perform throughout the day. Should be a fun fun week and fun rest of the season. So uh, love it, love it, love it, love the end of football season. Love playoffs. Gonna be fun times. Okay. Oh, uh, you saw a question in Discord. If you buy four, yes. The, so, if you buy the the extra two, will come before Sunday's games. So you buy the four. They may not. Come, the don't expect them to come immediately. Yeah, but. they won't come immediately, but they will come before Sunday. So yeah. we will be processing everything after the sale ends Saturday at noon. So then it gives us twenty four hours to make sure that everyone is squared away and gets their two extra 
And then, you know, also, obviously, if you buy eight, you get four free, etc. Yeah, exactly. Cool, cool. There's not, I, we should we should speak to this one too, right, Justin? Yeah. There, week 18, there's no contest. It's the worst week of football just in general. Um, we wanted full attention to be on the playoff contest. We may have uh, some more fun, exciting things coming along, but no, no week 18. The Week 17 is the big culmination with the online final, with the live final. Week 18 is a week off, and then it's focused. Let's go, let's go big on the playoffs and have a lot of fun there. Yeah. Yeah, we basically decided rather than have like a couple of smaller things that it would be more fun to just have one – ginormous playoff contest and uh i I think yeah like you said week 18 is like yeah whatever anyways (laughs) it's it's just not worth it okay should we get into some football let's do it let's do it cool cool so i think what we're gonna do for this week is kind of walk through each of the positions do a little bit of a look at our projections for the week do a little bit of talking through some prices on the marketplace and just some some matchups that we like for the week. Obviously, put a little bit of focus on what we expect to happen during the Thanksgiving games tomorrow. But uh, so a little different format this week than the typical walking, just walking through of the optimals. Yeah, and, and I'll start off. Let, let's go. Let's start off with some Thursday talk because we're not going to talk too much from like a projection strategy. Do you play these? Do you not? All that because you'll get to get there. You know, you'll get to see um, what happens. But I think just from a conversational aspect, really good. TJ, I'm going to give a little shout out to Roto Grinders, your your, your old fan. Um, but uh, here we have the top three are the top the top six rows. The top three are the games here. So we're starting off the day with Detroit versus Chicago, uh, low scoring game. It's looking like which makes sense with those two offenses. Uh, eventually, we've got to have like I don't know. Maybe we'll have a president who passes like a new amendment or something that says Detroit does not have to play on Thanksgiving any longer. Um, oh, it's bad. It's bad. Always those rough yeah, games, bad. but. And we're not even going to get Justin Fields because uh, I think he's got the rib injury. So um, it's going to be – do we get Jared Goff even, Fuck. Uh, I think he is he is questionable, uh, so not certain, but has a chance. Oh, that could be a low ball contest. And we might, we might be able to get five spots in the low ball there. I predict that at least one or two will come out of the championship low ball lineup will come out of that game. I mean, Tim Boyle put up 77 yards passing last week. 77 yards. He had like 25 passing attempts and 77 yards. I, it's like I could do that. I mean, I'm not. I'm actually not joking. I think I could do that in the NFL. Yeah, you combine you with Brandon Ayuk, who had, or who was it? Oh, someone had like 11. Oh, Rondale Moore had 11 targets for like negative air yards. Yeah, just keep throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. Maybe something will work. All right, then we're moving over to a pretty exciting game. I think Dallas versus Las Vegas. Um, I think we definitely have some TOC opportunity there. We've got a pretty high total, about 50 and a half. Uh, Dallas is just so interesting as well, because right now, like Dallas, do you, I mean, Dallas, Buck, do you have an injury report on wide receivers there? Are we going to get Cooper back from COVID? I know CD's in the concussion protocol. If not, Dalton Schultz, tight ends for both teams could be some huge guards. I, I don't think that we have anything definitive on either of the Dallas wide receivers. Um, it, it, so here I'm reading Roto World right now from uh, about 30 minutes ago. McCarthy says CD would practice with an eye towards playing. So, I mean, that's that's good. Um, I'll check on Amari. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, again, we're going to know the outcome before lock, but that Dallas set end could be pretty valuable if neither of those guys or either of those guys miss. Yeah. And then oh, I think yeah, the other- so Amari's out. Okay, that makes sense. And then the other, yeah, because I don't think he was vaccinated, so I think he's got that full like fourteen day that kind of prevents him. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. And then, but without a doubt, I think the big card in play here is the Dallas running backs. That's the one that probably has the best chance. I think across, eh, maybe not counting Buffalo, um, and even maybe counting Buffalo, but Dallas running backs might be the card that has the best chance of being in that main lineup. Highest scoring, seven and a half point favorite, twenty nine projected points. They still have that. I think Zeke is questionable, but as we talked about last week or a week or two ago, Bach, like I don't see Zeke missing any games. He knows the ch- first time he misses a game, Pollard's taken over. Doesn't want that to happen. The one-two punch there is going to have a potential for a huge game on Thanksgiving. Yeah, completely agree. And I, you know, I mean, this is another one with like a huge spread, but Las Vegas has put up big games in. Um, 
in the in you know in the past they didn't do well against Cincinnati last week, but they've gotten into shootouts with good teams before. This is another one of those where Las Vegas comes to play a little bit, and you know I think this is already the highest or second highest total on the slate, um, and uh, it's the second highest right now. And you could definitely see this turning into one of those games that really escalates if the Las Vegas offense is able to do a little bit better than they've shown the last couple of weeks. Yep, agreed, agreed. And then for the night game, we've got a game that might have been a bit more exciting if we still had Jameis, but then others are going to tell me, well, Simeon's been a top 10 QB, I think, two the last two weeks, maybe two of the last three weeks. Um, they've actually been putting up some solid numbers. Um, we don't, Vegas doesn't see this being as high, too high scoring of a route, um, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still not going against Buffalo. That New Orleans defense is pretty strong, so I think that's what's probably going to slow the game down a bit and main, you know, cap the upside. Um, but all systems go for everyone on, Bof- on Buffalo in the passing game. I think the running game will have a bit of trouble against that Saints D. Um, but in general, uh, I, don't, I think that'll be a fun game. Yeah, in, in the last four weeks, the Saints have put up 36, 25, 21 and 29 points. Now, a lot of those have kind of come in like a garbage time situation, but look, they all count the same for fantasy. Simeon's been able to move the offense. Um, Buffalo's D's just been so good until last week when Jonathan Taylor happened. But Buffalo's D's been so good all season that, uh, you know, you you imagine they're going to be fired up to play night game on the road. Um, I wouldn't be super excited about playing Simeon, but you know, he has, has shown better than I think expected when everyone was just like, yeah, it's going to be Taysom Hilson. Yep. 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 Agreed. Yep. And I, that you know, Jonathan, I think that, go for it. Oh, go ahead. That Jonathan Taylor game was insane. Five touchdowns. Uh, are you surprised to see that the Colts are at home uh, three point dogs to Tampa? Uh, I am not surprised to see that. Uh, I'm also not surprised to see that Vegas expects this to be a super high scoring game. Um, I, I mean, here's the thing. Tampa Bay has been pretty good against the, the run this year. Indy is still relatively one dimensional on offense and they haven't been good on defense in, until last week. Like prior to last week, they'd had a few bad, bad weeks in a row on D. So I think um, there's a lot of, you know, there's, there's, Definitely some reaction and probably some overreaction to last week's walloping of Buffalo because it was so unexpected and so one-sided. But Tampa Bay should be favored in that game, even on the road. Yep, no, that's fair. I think that's a good take, good take. All right, what were you going to say as well? And then we can... Uh, yeah, I was just going to highlight. I mean, I think it's a super interesting week because, you know, two of our, our best offenses playing. We don't have Kansas City this week. We don't have Arizona this week. Of the remaining kind of best offenses in the league, We've got Buffalo playing on Thursday. We've got Dallas playing on Thursday. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to get information. Uh, you know, we've always said Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving slate's going to be huge, but there's just like, there's going to be so many plays from Thanksgiving. And, you know, uh, if you're if you're just now looking at the marketplace for Thanksgiving players, you're too late by like four weeks, uh, but you're still ahead of tomorrow. And so I would definitely be looking through that you know, today and saying, Hey, what are some, some positions that we can target from the, the offenses that are playing and, and the game environments that are playing and see what we could potentially get that, you know, gives us some value. Yeah. And even, and even on top of that right now, you've got the extra incentive for the teams like what Dallas certainly going to be a playoff team, Buffalo playoff team. I think the saints are right, right on the edge there. So you get a little bit of that extra value of a team that's going to make the playoffs. I would say their, their cards have definitely jumped up significantly in terms of their value for the remainder of the TOC season. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. I think that's something that we'll start seeing in the marketplace over the next couple of weeks is the teams that were kind of maybe a bit more fringe uh, may see their prices actually start to increase a bit as people want to get those for the playoffs. Uh, because I think like, there's so much game theory that goes on for the playoffs where like, yes, your favorites. And I think it was Jay earlier um, shared in the chat, like what the odds were. And you have like Tampa, Kansas city, Arizona, like at the top. Uh, But those are also going to be the most high owned in of the playoff contest and getting some game, game theory, some strategy aspects going contrarian does come into play. And so if we do see someone like 
you know, the Chargers actually make the playoffs, Minnesota make the playoffs, Cincinnati teams that like aren't going to be the favorites but could go on a run and have high-powered offenses, uh, those are the cards that I think are going to kind of, we'll see some, some increases in prices over the next few weeks. All right, anything else before we go over to uh, some position-by-position analysis? Let's do it. All right. So for those that missed the show uh, last week or so, uh, when Bach and I kind of went through how we, um, you know, take the low ask of the marketplace as well as the projections, both of these readily available on the site. Uh, check out that previous show where we kind of broke broke down how we do the analysis, how we kind of, um, you know, come up with this. But it's very simple. Uh, but that's what we've done again. And so what we're going to do is. We're basically just taking the low ask, the price, the projection of the site, the points per dollar is more of just like a visual, just to, you know, give you an idea. And we've added some notes and Bach and I'll go through the various positions and talk through where we see kind of some of the values and such. So right now, these are all sorted by projected points. Um, so as you see in column me, um, and then what we'll do is take a look at kind of the high end ones and then also can look at the cheap, but you can. I'll start off here, um, and Bach, what I did is I kind of identified in this group, uh, you see where there's some strong values, uh, and I believe that's Philly, Minnesota, and Indy. Um, Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has actually, the past few weeks, not only looked like a great fantasy quarterback, but also real life, and I think he's actually playing himself into a starter job next year, which uh, a few weeks ago, not many may have expected. Um, so I think in this situation, you're getting the Giants. We saw how bad the Giants were, obviously, on Monday Night Football um, what, two nights ago here in Tampa. Um, that can definitely have some uh, individual position upside. Uh, Minnesota, we don't think of Kirk Cousins as having any kind of upside on the ground. But I believe he's set some kind of record where it's like the most amount of 300-plus yard games with three-plus TDs. Like just that offense is just such a strong offense. And when you're able to get someone who's, what, the sixth highest projected for near the floor of only $25, uh, if you're looking to maybe get a bit more unique with a play for this week uh, and at a cheap value, uh, I think that's a strong one there. And then, Bach, you want to talk through Indy? I think you might have liked this one a little, and obviously at the cheapest. Um, hey, going against Tampa, as you said, you're not going to be able to run much, so maybe Carson Wentz has a bit more luck in the air. Yeah, I mean, I think for Indy, right, like that – that relative price per dollar, like you look at them kind of middle of the road, total projection, relative price per dollar, super cheap. Like it's kind of, it's going to be hard for me to play them straight up over the Tampa quarterback. If I have them straight up over the Buffalo quarterback, if I have them, but you know, if my one good quarterback was Kansas city and I need to hit the marketplace for someone, I'm looking at that price. They're super cheap. Tampa has been worse against the past than the run this year. And, and consistently for the last couple of years, and, you know, you know, when you're playing Indy, you've got a key on Jonathan Taylor and yeah, he's tough to stop. Right. That's why he's, you know, arguably like the best running back in the, the best healthy running back in the league right now. Um, but at the same time, like that gives you an, more opportunities in a projected shootout game for Indy to need to pass the ball. And, you know, that's where Tampa has been vulnerable. So, you know, if you're, you're sitting here in the, you know, week 12, looking at the Arizona Kansas city bye week or just saying, Hey, you know, I, I won a little last week and I want to give myself the best chance this week. You could do a lot worse than the Indy quarterback for almost the stone men at, at quarterback pricing. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. And one, one thing I want to keep an eye on as we go through this is the teams that are playing on Thursday night uh, on Thursday. And what we start seeing is Detroit's playing. Nobody's excited about Detroit except for the low ball, but because they're playing Thursday, look how much that's already jumped up. And same with Chicago, $37, $65. You can tell people have been getting ahead thinking that those have pretty solid chances at being in the low ball. Um, worth just kind of keeping through, and it's not always the case, but I think just uh, you know, same thing here, the most too expensive, Buffalo and Dallas. So those may be a little late to the party for if you're trying to get in on Thursdays, but maybe some of the other ones uh, we'll keep an eye on and maybe have some value. All right, let's go on over to running back. Running back. We've got one big standout here. Bach, talk to me. Yeah, I mean, I was when I was looking through this last night, it was just like flashing, flashing red, right? I mean, Denver, you know, is not a, a big name offense, um, but they want to run the ball. 
their running backs have been top 10 on the year because they're splitting work evenly between Melvin and, and Javante and, you know, have been pretty effective with both of them. And the matchup here is just absolutely pristine. Los Angeles, I think, is the, the third worst run D in terms of fantasy points allowed to other running backs. This is a relatively high total game and definitely one where Denver's going to have knows they have to put up points to win. They're not going to be able to shut down the Los Angeles offense. And so, you know, for essentially, you know, the, the I think the third lowest price on this sheet. Denver, just such a, okay, the fourth lowest price on the sheet. Denver, just such a huge opportunity um, relative to value. Like we're projecting them to be a top five and they're just virtually, you know, virtually free compared to all the other positions that you're playing here. Yeah. And now you had it right. They are third cheapest because cheapest is New York. And then second cheapest down here. Wanted to highlight this as well, but uh, Miami running back near the floor in price, second cheapest and substantially fewer projection points than any other running back. Uh, I would be shocked if this isn't the um, highest owned play for the low ball this week. It 100% should be. Uh, Even when Miami wants to run the ball, they can't. I think even last week was like the best yards per carry they've had for a while. And it was like 23 carries for maybe like 80 yards. Before that, they've been getting something horrible, like just not getting more than three yards per carry, but continuing to try it um, inside the red zone. Now that two is back, you've got two who's taken away even from some of the running back um, TD equity there. Just a bad game. They're somehow an under, I mean, not to know, they're playing against Carolina. Even Carolina still is a bit of a pass funnel offense. Um, everything rings that, hey, this should be a very low scoring game from Miami running backs. And you can get them at virtually Stoneman. I think I made a note here. Miami is the second worst scoring running back in the season. And across the season, they've had five single digit TOC scores in the season. And that's what you need for the low ball. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a, a low expectation, a super low floor. I mean, last week, Miami was running like Isaiah Ford out of the shotgun, uh, out of the wildcat in the red zone. Like they're trying to do everything they can to not put the ball in their running back's hands. Miles Gaskins fell into the end zone last week, but they are are not interested in, they don't have the talent at running back and they're not interested in featuring that talent creatively. Now, Bachman, you mentioned using a wide receiver as a running back. That is a great transition. Why don't you talk about the team in the middle to begin with? Yeah. I mean, San Francisco wide receiver is definitely not a position that coming into the season, we would have been like, that's the one you got to have, but they've been super high scoring. And part of that is like, that is where all of their offensive production is coming from this year, virtually with the injuries at running back. Like last week's Debo usage as a runner is just like, it increases their floor so much. It increases their ceiling so much. And, um, you know, we don't know exactly like what they're going to do when they get a little bit healthier at running back. Uh, with, you know, last week they were out Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson stepped in. Jermichael Hasty was also out. I think this week, you know, they could they could be a little bit healthier at running back, but clearly they've realized that the way that they're going to be successful is get the ball into Debo's hands running the ball or get the ball in Debo's hands, period. Get him touches running the ball. And now all of a sudden you've got Brandon Ayuk like alive again. Oh, really well. And so, you know, this is, again, like when you look at the projection here, kind of middle of the pack there's there's a there's kind of a shelf between the top teams in the middle of the pack but like that's an, an average the ceiling projection here for San Francisco still exists this is a an interesting like potential shootout game and um you know you've just got such a locked in usage between from San Francisco here yep uh, other two I'll throw on so definitely looks like strong values i think this new england one is most interesting Definitely would not be thinking about New England wide receivers as a strong play. However, the past what, two 34-plus point games for wide receivers in the last five weeks. Mac Jones has clearly been the top rookie quarterback this year. Um, Johnny Smith hasn't done anything. Hunter Henry has some usage in the end zone. The running backs, they've been filtering through through injuries and stuff. And so I think it's a bit of a – you definitely call it a riskier play, but we have seen they have upside. And that you know, Belichick, more than anything – He's a strategy coach. He's going to pick on your weaknesses. And so if he can find and thinks that, hey, the beat way to beat you is through the air, through the wide receivers, he will leverage that. And that's what we have seen and how they got those two 34-plus point games in the last five. And we're talking stone men and probably very low owned for the main event if you wanted to go with that for, for as an upside play. Yeah, 
And, and again, another offense that's going to like figure out ways to do creative stuff, you know, passing TDs from the wide receivers, rushing, rushing TDs from wide receivers. Like they're going to get the ball in playmakers hands and uh, they've got, they've got like, wide receiver passing a, touchdowns too. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, I think that the risk with new England is always just that they, you know, the game environment is not good, especially like when you look at this week, Tennessee is the, one of the lowest total, maybe the lowest total, actually, I think currently the lowest total team on the slate. And so there's a, an awesome, uh, or there's not an awesome, there's an, there's a chance that this turns into, you know, New England gets a lead and Belichick just sits on the ball and runs the clock out because he wants to win in the you know most efficient way possible. But if Tennessee shows up a little bit, you got to pass some. Definitely opportunity. To that point, they're probably the only team on this list that has an opportunity to be the highest scoring of the week and the lowest scoring. Yes, for sure. And it's all about what like game strategy, what game plan Belichick comes in, and then a little to do with what Tennessee do we see show up. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, you know, Jets are the other one. Um, I think for here, it's just you've played against a bad team. It has that shootout potential. The underlying metrics, the Vegas don't look that great. Uh, but if you are just looking for something and it's pretty cheap, like there is still some upside. And Elijah Moore has looked fantastic the past two weeks. Throw in that Crowder still gets some touchdowns. Like that team won't throw. I think the big risk here is that Zach Wilson might be coming back. Um, so that would scare me a little. Um, but worth at least including them. Not on I mean, the, the, Jets, the Jets are the eighth. The Jets are the eighth highest scoring wide receivers on the year. They're ahead of Kansas City wide receivers on the year. That's crazy. Like, what? How what many people happening? do you think would like guess that? None. Like, zero. If, zero, if, zero. You, if you had to like guess your top ten performing wide receivers so far this year, I would. Jets, even though we know, even we know they have had good games, I still would never guess them. <laughs> If you if you put your bottom four wide receivers, everyone would have guessed the Jets. Yeah. Like there's there's just not. I mean, besides Elijah Moore, that's just not a group that you're looking at thinking there's a ton of talent. There's so much uncertainty at quarterback, and even despite the uncertainty at quarterback being worse than you would have expected at the beginning of the year, they're still putting up those numbers. So yeah, it's just craziness. Yeah, very very true. And uh, I think a, a benefit is is that their running back game is so bad. Michael Carter is going to be out as well, and he's been getting some legit uh, receptions. They might be passing more to their wide receivers. They have virtually no tight end aspect. So whenever they throw the ball, it's likely going to go to a wide receiver. So I think that's a big plus for them here. Um, yeah, we shall see. But other thing I was going to mention is not on the value side, but that Tampa wide receiver compared to some of the others like still seems like a solid value. A lot of their play the past four or so weeks, you know, you didn't have Antonio Brown. He's now back and healthy. Um, the, well, we're missing Chris Godwin for a couple weeks, maybe a week or two as well. Uh, like, I think when that team starts clicking, playing down in Tampa, so when the cold weather hits, you're still going to have, like, I think that is a great one, not only for this week, it has the upside, but I think going forward, especially with the playoffs, uh, I think that's still a value even at the 133. Yeah, completely agree. And, you know, by the way, that only enhances in value. I mean, the, those top teams in general, but like especially that Tampa only enhances in value with the playoff announcement, right? Like they're still the Super Bowl favorites. Um, and, you know, in the NFC, not going to play uh, L.A. until until the end. So, yeah, yep, agreed. Yeah, I, we, we, these are these prices are based off, I believe, late last night or early this morning. Uh, after that announcement, I'm sure we'll see some movement if people have not already been capitalizing. All right, let's go over to tight end. Tight end is interesting this week because why Bachman? No Travis Kelsey. No Kansas City. I was oh now I know why you guys didn't want to do the optimal lineup game <laughs> this week. Okay, okay. Well, how you didn't want to have to somebody? decide and pick another tight end. So you're like, hey, you know what? We've got a new format idea, and, and we think now would be the perfect time to do that. We'll test it. We'll see if we go back next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with no Kansas City up top, this is wide open. And uh, Cleveland and Denver have been two of those sleeper teams that we have liked to throw out there. And the main reason why is because they have multiple tight ends that can put up points. Vegas, yep, Darren Waller's fantastic. Atlanta Kyle Pitts is great. 
they don't have the multiple tight ends aspect, and that's what really drives Cleveland and Denver higher up. Uh, Bachman, why don't you take one of these, and I'll, we'll, we'll go forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll start with uh, with Denver. Just, you know, we talked already about running backs being a huge value, but, you know, you, you look at the other side and, like, okay, what happens if Denver gets down big early? They have to pass to keep up. Their wide receivers have been super injured all, all season. They've been dealing with a ton of wide receiver injuries, but – no offense been a huge part of their offense. And then Alberto's coming in to complement that, as you said. And um, if you, uh, you know, if they need to throw a bunch to, to keep up, you know, there's, there's a reasonable share of that that's going to go to tight ends for this relatively low price, you know, tight ends, a dart throw, but you, you can talk yourself into a game environment here where this is the best dart throw to make. If you need to go out shopping. I think my concern with Denver is they actually have so many weapons on offense now. If only next year they can get a QB who can actually, you know, distribute the ball. Um, but, I mean, what? We just saw in the past week, Tim Patrick, long-term contract. Cortland Sutton, long-term contract. Obviously, ha still have Jerry Judy. You've got two tight ends there with Noah Fant and Albert O. You've got the two running backs. Like, there's a lot of mouths to feed. I think that's the risk here. The upside, though, is two of those mouths are very strong offensive tight ends. And... At $24, third highest projection, that seems like where I'd be shopping if I'm looking for a bit of an upgrade or definitely a Kansas City replacement for this week. Moving to Cleveland, the opposite of Denver with regards to weapons. Virtually, I mean, Jarvis Landry, I don't know. It's hard to say because I do like people like Donovan People Jones and stuff. And what Schwartz has done, like, you know, has some spots this year. But that wide receiver core is not great. And they do not like to throw to that wide receiver core around the end zone either. It's always either we get Chubb, we get the running backs, or we're going to go to our tight ends. And here you've got three tight ends that are in play for that team with Njoku, with Harrison Bryant, and obviously with Hooper. All of them have a chance in the red zone. And with this game, with you know, point you know, receptions not counting, it's really about yards and touchdowns. For the tight end position, it's about touchdowns. This is the team that I think has the best chance of a tight end scoring a touchdown, if not multiple touchdowns. And only $30 for the top, you know, for the highest projected team. Anything else? It really does make things wide open with tight ends. Just, I mean, you could see any, any, almost any of the ones on the board be, being the top scorer of the week. Not that we haven't seen that all week or all year, because Kansas City hasn't been as dominant as we would have expected. But uh, it'll be interesting. But projections, they've still been the top. The difference is oh, they yeah. haven't always, always resulted there. But yeah, exactly. And, and interesting, I just pulled up the research tab. Shout out to SB Mitchell for uh, for such a great tool. But you look at it, and Kansas City's still averaging 30% more tight end points than any other team mm -hmm. on the season so far. They just haven't – I think the thing that makes us think like Kansas City hasn't been great is they don't have those ceiling games. They've got a 20. They've got a couple of 18s. They've got three 18s. Like, those are weak winners at tight end most weeks. Um but they haven't had those ceiling games. They're still the top. And, you know, it's you look at the top four tight end teams on, on the season average scoring, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Baltimore, Atlanta. If you were going to rank the four most talented uh, tight end, the five most talented tight ends, four of them would be there, right? You would have thrown in George Kittle yeah. from San Francisco. But, you know, tight end is like low floor, high variance. The thing that you're you're chasing is, like Justin said, you're chasing touchdowns. You're chasing kind of week to week upside, and that's where, yeah, you could see Gronk coming back and catching a couple. Of, well, Gronk came back last week, but Gronk catching a couple of touchdowns and Tampa Bay wins a week. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, again, just thinking if we're if we're shopping the marketplace for values, these are places that that we would look this week. Yeah, and I saw Ryan the Foster Moreau disrespect. I know, but the thing is, Foster <laughs> and Darren don't play on the field at the same time. It's kind of like the Logan Thomas and RSJ. Yeah, Foster has skills, but when Darren's healthy, there's no Foster. So it's still a one tight end team. I do have to say, I'm a little bit floored where the uh, by this Buffalo tight end seventy seven dollar price tag. Like, I, I mean, they have not been no, but that's because Thursday. This year, but that's because of Thursday. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I didn't mention exactly the others, right. but we start seeing it across the board. But like yeah. the Thursday boost, probably just people not real. listing them. Or delisting them if they had them listed, yeah. 
Right. And people and the cheaper ones, people buying them up and stuff. And so you wait until the Thursday. Um, and you're right. Like, does it deserve to be in a top five price for the no, obviously not. But when you're getting that information, it changes everything. So oh, we got we got maybe this is producer Coop's burner account, but uh what, what do we think? <laughs> I know. I think we touched on this either last week or the week before, but let's uh, give producer Coop's boy some love here. There you go. So big thing here is long-term dynasty, like career wise. I think he's going to be fantastic. I think from a fantasy wise, we're going to start draft. You're going to start drafting him as like a top five tight end, maybe next year, depending on who the QB is. The problem is the last couple of weeks is when Ebron came back either last week or the week before his snaps and his yard, his snaps and uh, his routes run really went down. He's still being used in high leverage situations, so still has that touchdown upside. Uh, but if Ebron's going to be healthy, it's not the greatest. Now, for us here, yeah, we love having Ebron. We like having Frymouth. We like having both of them. But that entire offense is just never going to be high scoring enough. It's too slow paced. It's you know a game that Pittsburgh wins. They're winning it like 17-10. Their goal is to slow it down, have Najee Harris touch the ball 30 times, and uh, that just limits the upside we're looking for in TFC. Yeah, I will call out Justin saying all of that as Pittsburgh's coming off a 15-point tight end game with a, with a couple touchdowns. But um, in general, yeah, you don't expect Pittsburgh to score 37 points very often. Um, they Pittsburgh feels like one of those teams to me that very much plays to their competition. When they play good teams, they play well, get into shootouts, lose them close. When they play bad teams, they play ugly games, win them close, like uh, – I mean, I definitely think you could do worse than playing the Pittsburgh D, but uh, not not super excited to play anyone in that passing offense right now. Cool, cool. Uh, Let's uh, close with some DST here. Okay. Uh, One standout that I really saw uh, was Houston. Two reasons here. One, anyone playing the Jets can be our top scoring DSD of the week. Like, that's just fact. It is what it is, uh, especially if Zach Wilson's going to come back. Second, Houston has put up 19 TOC points their last two weeks with no defensive touchdowns. I think they've given up a total of 30 points across those two games, six sacks, 10 turnovers. This defense has really shown up. And uh, what better of a not get right, but stay right spot than playing against the Jets. So at $19, they're my favorite value defense for the week. Yeah, we don't have it highlighted. I think I'd also look to Cincinnati. I know Pittsburgh's coming off that 37-point game, but Cincinnati gets Pittsburgh on the road on a – no, not a short week. Pittsburgh played S- Sunday night, so slightly shorter week, not a super short week, but on the road. Cincinnati's pass rush has been really good this year, like surprisingly good. Um, they just shut down Las Vegas and, you know, again, they're cheap here. Um, they've got a reasonably high projection, but, you know, Pittsburgh has has been super all over the place on offense. And so you could definitely see a game environment where Cincinnati gets up a little early. Pittsburgh's forced to pass more than they want to. And Cincinnati's defensive line gets to kind of tee off there. Okay. So I think that's it there. Uh, I think we touched on a lot of good things. I think we're going to keep, let let us know uh, in the comments or afterwards, if you listen to this afterwards, whether or not this format worked, I kind of like the idea of just being able to talk through and make it a bit more actionable for everyone, for people that are interested in uh, thinking through those lineups rather than just putting up that optimal there. Um, Other than that, TJ, any other thoughts there, or we can kind of move on. No, I think you guys broke down a lot of awesome stuff. This week, I think really just smart the way that you're thinking about things. And I also like how you mentioned not just direct impacts for this week, but then also like thinking about, okay, if I buy this card to play it this week, what are the the potential implications down the line? Is it going to be a playoff team? Do they have an upcoming matchup that is favorable, et cetera, et cetera. Really looking forward to to tomorrow's games. We are not going to do the prize picks picks on the show today, but we will certainly be in Discord posting pick some picks tomorrow. I mean, lots of lots of prize picks action. And uh, the reason why we're not doing the show tonight today is because there are three games tomorrow. And uh, so what we're going to be is in that channel, probably trying to sneak away from my family, putting in some picks. But uh, I think it'll be a fun day to get some good parlays in. Uh, so check out that channel. Um, and uh, I'm legal. 
Yeah, you're where you are. Oh, New Mexico on Weagle. Yeah, I was looking at it this morning already. Andy Dalton over passing yards. Send it in. Also, right. also there is a, uh, a a promotion from Prize Picks mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. So the the main promotion is that Josh Allen's passing yards. The line is going to be set to 0.5. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that he's likely going to get over that. So uh, that this is going to be going live later tonight, I believe. So they'll be announcing that. So keep an eye out. I think they might be running some other promotions and flash sales throughout. Yeah, there it is throughout the day as well. So definitely keep an eye out. We'll also mention, make sure we mention these in the Discord channel. So if you have not already, and if you are in a state where you are able to play prize picks, head on over, promo code TOC, and uh, you'll still get your two free single cards as well while, while supplies last. Maybe that may not last for too much longer <laughs> after these this sale, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, excited for another fun day of prize picks tomorrow. Ryan knows something we don't smash that under, especially because he would have to play but not get paid. <laughs> First play injury out for the it, game. It, yeah, the, the only option is the first play. Like maybe he runs and gets injured and uh, doesn't get any passing yards. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a twenty five dollar max, so it's basically a hey, here's twenty five free dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a fun, fun way to to get people on board. So yeah, definitely check them out. Any any final words, people? Again, you know, sale begins really tomorrow quickly. at noon. Check yeah, that didn't... out. And uh, sorry, Bob. For yeah, we just quick final word. We didn't acknowledge, but like, what an absolute smash by VT Laxer 09 this past oh, week. That's true. Yeah, we didn't point, even go over Hold 30 on. point blow. I mean, it's hard to fathom winning by 30 in the main event. And you know, I'm not gonna pat myself on the back. Actually, I am. Yeah, pat myself on the back. <laughs> Last week, we talked on the show, right? Everyone's gonna be playing Kansas City, everyone's gonna be playing Dallas. You find another game that can go off. And that's exactly what happened, right? Green Bay, Minnesota was one of those like slightly lower uh, total games that we said like, hey, you might have some shootout potential. Leaderboards littered with them, but like, wow, 30, I mean, 30. I think it was essentially, you know, maybe aside from one Arizona tight end instead of, I think it was one point off of the stone cold optimal. And I mean, almost 200 points is, it's crazy. Not the highest scoring total we've seen. I did go back and look, and I think oh. week four, B. Fitzer put up 198 um, in that week where that it was Tampa probably the highest offense. scoring week overall, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it was a super high scoring lapping week the field. Yeah, not lapping the field like VT. I mean, there was no sweat here. There was no sweat at all on, on Sunday, Monday night. Yeah, that was extremely impressive. And Buck, you asked me, you were like, is there any team that's a better play rest of season than the Indianapolis running back? And uh, I think I was trying to find like maybe Dallas I was leaning towards. And like, I think it's close, but like, yeah, that, oh, it's so strong. If I think they have the highest upside of any card going forward, I think other teams maybe have a better floor for games. Like as we'll see against Tampa, where if they get behind, what happens? But oof, it's impressive. I mean, anyone that anyone that picked up because Indianapolis running back was one that had that big game with the Jets. They were right? sixty dollars going night. into that game. Sixty On Thursday night. So anyone that picked up Indianapolis running back prior to that is is very very happy. Also, I think we can do quick quick thoughts on NFL all day. Just announced by Dapper Labs as the the new name today. I wonder it's if pom-pom. we're gonna we, we tweeted earlier this week yeah. that Thanksgiving would be a great time. Then we saw the email come out last night. We saw the name get announced today. Do we think that it's going to be live tomorrow in private beta? Or do we think that, uh, yeah. I, and back, then thoughts on the name itself. Yeah. Back-to-back big announcements is like, that's a uh, repetition. And like, you know, you, you see the gap closing, closing, closing. So I think it's definitely possible. I do believe it's going to go to a private beta when it does go live. We're pumped for it. Love the idea of being able to get in on it at the very or near the very beginning. Even if you're not in the private beta, I don't think it's going to be a big loss because I think they will roll out more testing things and non-valuable things and the very, very common stuff early on and then make sure that, hey, when it's time for the real valuable stuff, I think they're calling it the iconic sets and stuff. Um, that's when it's going to be a bit more open up to people. So we all get a chance, but so pumped going to be so fun. Um, we'll probably be tweeting over Thanksgiving tomorrow when we see some all day plays, we may want to, maybe there's a two minute game winning drive. You take a look, it looks like there's these melts. That's going to be a bit more than one play. So maybe an offensive lineman has like four pancakes or a defensive, but 
who was it had six sacks in a game this year? Like, I think those would be cool. And then there's also like the, oh, you had a two minute drive, a big comeback or something, uh, game winning drive. So you can get the whole play. So I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, hopefully they've learned some lessons and have confidence they did throughout the whole top shot and uh, just getting kind of a chance to run it back. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Chandler Jones had five. I had to look it up, but that was the the one this year. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, my very, very, very quick thoughts, uh, biggest biggest uh biggest news of it was the compilations and like the drives and the the multiple plays strung together i think that's a cool twist that's especially relevant for the nfl as opposed to uh the nba but you could love to you'd love to see them do something like that for top shot too right when you get a reggie miller quarter or a clay thompson quarter having a moment for all of that and thinking about like seeing them introduce this to start and then roll that out to top shot gets me really excited about the product Yep. Last thing I'll say is we do have stuff already on the OTM site talking through how we'd be thinking about these from a strategy aspect, from a collector's aspect. So go through the archives, check those out, some good articles. Yep. Yep. And we, uh, you know, we absolutely will be putting together an analytics site for NFL all day. We're, we're going to get beginning a landing page up shortly or we'll pull in just some other updates from the, the Twitter account and, Maybe maybe we'll do a podcast diving into NFL all day, if it if it indeed does go live. Just giving our thoughts. It's been a while since we've done a pod focused on this, so we'll we'll have one of those coming your guys' way sometime in the next couple of weeks. Here, it is a busy time of year with the holidays, though. But uh, lo- really, really looking forward to that. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Yes, absolutely. Enjoy the turkeys, and we will talk with you guys next week. So. That'll be it for today. Good afternoon. Happy Thanksgiving. On behalf of Justin, Bach, and producer Coop, I'm TJ Lasig. We'll see you guys next time.